finished, I look up and I'm like, yo, I ain't got shit. Yeah. I, I had Jordans, I had like 10 pair of Jordans. I had a watch my girl bought me, I had my Xbox. I had, I had probably like $1,000 in my savings account. Dang. So right there, I'm like, yeah. I'm looking around, it was embarrassing as hell. Cause yeah, everybody everybody writing. Or it looked like they was writing. And I'm just looking up, like, I started fake writing. I'm like, <laughs> I don't want nobody to look at me. I'm like, damn, yeah. bro, you done? Yeah. So I'm like, damn, this is embarrassing. So right there, I'm like, I never want to have this feeling again. Welcome to Cosign Conversations, and thank y'all for your support. There are two ways you can continue to support Cosign Magazine. One, hit subscribe below, subscribe to our channel. Thank y'all in advance. Number two, share our content. If you or any of your friends are entrepreneurs, creatives, influencers, etc., and want some motivational content on entrepreneurial stories, please share our content, have them watch our videos, and subscribe to our channel as well. And as always, continue to the Coastline Life. Peace. to another episode of Cosign Conversations. This time we got my guy, Xavier Miller. He's an investor, a real estate investor, the stocks, crypto veteran. Yeah, you know, uh, I'm going to say influencer too, man, because he's out here influencing others to really get financial, literate, share the game, the knowledge of what he's learned over time. And he's going to share some of those gems with us today, man. Definitely, so without man. further ado, I appreciate you stopping by Cosign Loft, man. Definitely, man. Yeah. Appreciate the invite, man. No doubt. Solid. Solid dude, man. Been following you for a minute. Uh, didn't even know when I met you at the Black Chamber of Commerce event. I'm like, you look familiar. <laughs> then he told you what. I'm like, man, I've been following you, bro. Love what you're doing, man. Thank you, bro. You know That's love saying? for real, man. You know how it goes. You have a podcast, mm -hmm. you know, a, a top podcast at mm -hmm. that. So what we kind of want to do is kind of get your backstory, lean up to today, what you've okay. been doing, who you are, so our audience can get to know more about you. And then, okay. of course, share some of your blueprints along the way. Definitely. So, um, like I said, you were a veteran in the Air Force, right? Yes, sir. So what made you want to join the Air Force? My brother, he invited me to come down to Florida to live with him. Okay. So I went. So this was my introduction to like the military lifestyle because I always had some kind of idea that it would be like crazy, yeah. like not normal. But when I seen how he lived his life every day, just like everybody else, I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, the military not that bad. Right. So then he told me, he was like, yeah, if you do it, just go to the Air Force. It's a much better branch. So I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. So I went back to Chicago. I joined the Air Force, got out, that's how I got in the Air Force, and I was out in California at Bill Air Force Base. That was your first uh, duty? Yeah, that was my first and only duty station. I was, <laughs> I was there my whole enlistment. Okay, that was what, four years, six years? I did six, I did six and a half. Six and a half. Yep. That's what's uh, that's solid, man. Yeah. I was, I'm originally from Colleen, so we right by Fort Hood. That's the oh, Army base, so okay. that's how I kind of grew up. Like, all my friends, like, when they graduated high school, they usually going to go to the Army, go overseas as a contractor, or they was going to leave. So a lot of my friends right now, they like 10, 12 years in right. uh, to the military. And I used to tell them too, like, man, I should join the Air Force, join the Air Force. Cause like, at that time, you didn't really see too many people join the Air Force, get deployed. No, you don't. Army though. They out of there. <laughs> yeah, you go, they, you straight, you straight leaving. Man, they out of there. Yeah, the Air Force, it's, it's not like that. It's real like, um, the Air Force is really like a corporation. Man. Yeah. It's around like, kind of like the corporate world. It's gotcha. super like, political obviously it's the military but it's like straightforward like it, mm -hmm. that's the good thing about it it teaches you a lot of things so right. what was your um what was your job title in the, in so the i did information protection my actual job title it was um what was it three a three f they kept switching it but yeah. it's pretty much like um working with like the commanders and stuff doing like administrative stuff but okay. 
Most of the time, I was uh, information for, uh, information protection where I worked with people with their clearances. Oh, okay. Them getting them clearances. If they got into some trouble, we had to take their shit away. Yeah. That kind of stuff. So I did yeah, that I pretty much like majority of my uh, career. That's what's, I had a secret clearance. For, you like, did? Yeah. I, uh, I was a, like, my story started. I was a contract for two years in Afghanistan. So I had to get oh, like, a, yeah, I had to get a secret clearance okay. uh, to go over there and do that. So I did that. Made a lot of, you know, a contract was made a lot of money doing that. Came back. That shit wasn't for me. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Four, they, make good money. they make good money. They make good money, but five months at a time being gone, oh. come home for like two weeks, and then you know you working twelve hour days over there every day, seven days a week. Right. So adding up, I'm like, bro, like I'm really not making that much money hourly. You know what I'm saying? It's really just I'm just over there. So it's over there. It's over there. <laughs> but let me ask you this though, um, when you when you thought about school, how come you ain't think about taking out student loans yourself? Um, I thought about that too. I was thinking about it, but then I, I really didn't like school. Mm-hmm. So it was like, it was like, all right, no point, I'm man. not even gonna go there, bro. Yeah. Cause it was something that I, I don't know. I, it was something that I never really like saw myself going. I just really wanted to go because when you graduate, yeah. all your peers go. Yeah, yeah, so you kind of feel like shit when it's like everybody going to school and you left back home thinking like, damn, yeah. what I'm gonna do with my life now? Nah, so that was really like the only reason I wanted to go. But ironically enough, I'm in school right now. Yeah, exactly. So that's crazy. Like, yeah. But I'm in for free now because the military. Nah, for sure. Yeah. That's what's up. So you go to you go to California. Yeah. But when did uh while you're in Cali in the Air Force, when did it start to 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 Man. formulate in your mind that you know what I gotta do something else. I need to do more. So going in, I always knew I wasn't gonna make it a twenty year career. I knew I was gonna get in, use that as a step stepping stone and get out. I didn't know exactly what I was gonna do when I got out, right. but I knew I was gonna get out. And, and do something so but what really like um like woke me up so like the first i would say the first three years while i was in the air force i was pretty much bullshitting like i was like 20 when i got in and i was just like traveling a lot yeah. taking leave spending money like oh yeah buying shoes Cause this is my this is like my real no no that was my first time that was my second time out on my own but i was on the whole opposite coast no family yeah. like no nothing i was really on my yeah, own solo so i was just i was wilding out but so like three years in right I get tasked with a deployment. So my um the guy who's like head of my career, he came to my office, he like, hey Miller, man, I got some news for you, you deploying. And I never wanted to deploy. Mm-hmm. Like that's something I never wanted to do. So he told me, I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I'm like, shit. Yeah. I'm like, I gotta leave, I'm gonna have to leave my girl, I'm gonna have to be in the desert, out yeah. of the desert, six, seven months. I'm not trying to do that. But it's the military, you ain't got no choice. Right, exactly. So cool. um so how the military work for the people that don't know, when you get tasked with a deployment, you get like a time period until you leave. It might be a month. It might be a week or it could be like five months. Luckily for me, I had like six months before okay. I could leave or whatever. So before I left, my supervisor, they came to me and shit. They like, before you leave, you need to create a will. Like just in case anything happens to you when you go overseas, it's the military, bomb could go off, you could die. Anything could happen, you need to make a will. I'm 23 at the time. So I'm right. like, a will? I'm 23 years yeah. old, you know, damn will. Yeah. But I did it anyway, listening to them. So while making my will, like I remember it was a room. It was a room kind of kind of similar to this in size. It was probably like 15 of us, and I probably was the youngest person. So they gave us the uh, stuff to write down, and no, no exaggeration, bro, I finished in like 30, 45 seconds, which ain't no good sign. Dang. So I finished, I look up, and I'm like, yo, I ain't got shit. Yeah. I, I had Jordans, I had like 10 pair of Jordans, I had a watch my girl bought me, I had my Xbox, I had, I had probably like $1,000 in my savings account. Dang. So right there, I'm like, yeah. I'm looking around, it was embarrassing as hell, because everybody writing. Well, it looked like they was writing. And I'm just looking up, like, I start fake writing. I'm like, <laughs> I don't want nobody to look at me and be like, damn, bro, you done? Yeah. So I'm like, damn, this is embarrassing. So right there, I'm like, I never want to have this feeling again. 
So I like right after that, I told my girl like I'm gonna go on this deployment. I'm gonna save all my bread. I don't know what I'm gonna do with it, yeah. but I'm gonna figure it out. I ain't about to be broke no more. This ain't cool. Yeah, if I that. die right now, it's pretty much I'm like like I'm living for no reason, and I like I don't like this feeling. So I went on my deployment. I left January 15th. I came back August 1st, and I came home. I saved all my money. I came home with like twenty five thousand. So that was the start. You said twenty five thousand six yeah. months. Yeah, that's real. I saved everything, bro. To, to help me save, like so I couldn't spend no money. Like every time I got paid, I would I would send all my money to my girl. Dang. All of it. And I would tell her, like, we had a safe at the time in our crib. I'm like, put this in a safe and just leave it there. Just so I couldn't spend it. Right. I didn't want to, because you can still, when you deploy, you can still shop, go out to eat. You can still do all kinds of shit. So a lot of people, like, they come home with no money saved right. just because they I've still live it. their life regularly. You, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure you see yeah, it. Yeah, so. PlayStation they buying over there. Exactly. Yeah. Man, they going crazy. So it's for, for me to help myself, I sent everything to my girl. I said, I ain't. I'm, I'm not going to let myself spend no more. Right, right. So when I came home, like I said, I came home August 1st. I was excited as hell, obviously, to see her, but I'm like, hey. <laughs> that's like, what that, what that? <laughs> I'm like, what that? Uh, you know, I've been sending you money every like, couple of weeks now. Yeah. I need to see that. She took me to the crib, took me to the safe. All the money was there. $25,000 cash. I got a picture and everything. Dang. Yeah. When I came home, yeah. So that was the start. Okay. And that's when I got That's when I got into, like, investing after that. So I started with that money. Okay. That's the money I started with. Who was, like, the first thing you invested in? It was the stock market. And the stocks, it was uh, BP and Starbucks. And I, it might have been, I was it Nike? I know BP and Starbucks was the first two. And then after those, I got into Amazon, Apple. Facebook to all Man, stocks at this time. Yeah. What, what year was this? This was 2017. 2017. Okay, yeah. so summer summertime 2017. That's what's up. Yep. You said Nike too? Yeah, it was like I think it, I think it was I know if my girl bought Nike. I don't know if I bought. I know mm-hmm. her first stock was Nike when I showed her how to buy stock. She mm-hmm. bought Nike, but I bought BP, Starbucks, and then like I said, I got into Amazon, Facebook, and Apple. Okay, so at this time you're 23. You say 25,000, yeah. but what is your Where'd your mind switch, mind frame actually switch? Because at this time you could have said, okay, I'm gonna invest, but I don't know where to start. Like a lot of people at that time weren't even looking at stocks. Well, the the general people weren't looking at stocks until like now it's where it's become popular, trending Mm -hmm. to do that, but at that time it wasn't. So like what led you down the direction of stocks first? Uh, My deployment, because I had, you know, as you know, when you deploy, you ain't got nothing but time on your hands outside of work. So outside of work and going to the gym and working out, I just had time alone. Mm -hmm. And that time alone, I would just be sitting on YouTube, on Investopedia, sites like okay, Investopedia, yeah, yeah, yeah. just reading, soaking up game. And then it was like, cause like I said, I came there with the intention, like I'm gonna save my money, but I'm gonna figure out what to do with it. Mm-hmm. So during that time, I was just figuring out ways that I could do money and turn, double my money, triple my money. Right. So that's what led me to the stock market, like learning about the stock market doing that employment. That's why I always tell people like, in my opinion, like if you're looking for like a transformation in your life, like the time alone is so important <laughs> because nah. it forces you to like reevaluate your current situation. Mm-hmm. Like when you move in on a day to day, especially if you live in a major city, it's hard to finally sit down and be like, damn, what I want to do with my life? Like, is my life really going in the right direction? Cause you're doing too much. Right. When you ain't got nothing to do and you forced to sit down, you just dealing with all the thoughts. Like, yeah. damn, like I ain't did this yet. I need to do this. So then you're like, all right, let me get on my shit. So that time alone, that yeah. six, seven months alone, they helped me, that, that, that changed everything. Yeah, it's crazy you said, I'm dealing with that right now. I've been telling my people like, I've been, I've always, been around people, always had people all the time. And I'm always going out because, you know, co-sign, the mm-hmm. work we do, always going out. But it's like, man, now I have time, idle time. Yep. And I'm sitting in that idle time like, dang, I'm realizing a lot about myself yeah. and why I do the stuff I do and why I don't do what I need to be doing. And it's like, all right, something has to change. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? Man, so, that's real, bro. Like, cause in my opinion, I feel like a lot of people, they don't like reach new levels and get ahead because they never allow themselves to have that time. Cause so mm -hmm. many people, I think they scared to yeah. sit alone. You, like, I'm pretty sure you know people that can't go nowhere by themselves. Oh yeah, for sure. Anytime they sit alone, they gotta call somebody. They can't just sit in silence because mm -hmm. they can't deal with their own, like their own thoughts and shit like that. Yeah. So yeah. at that time, like when you have, when you sat down with your thoughts, I know that a lot of it has to do like mental health too. Like, mm -hmm. how'd you kind of, how you kind of make your force yourself to change? Because sometimes change is difficult. Mm -hmm. So what was it that forced you? Was it just the fact that I don't ever want to live in this situation again, or what was like your deciding factor? Yeah, it was that, and me also. I'm like naturally optimistic. Always like, like I'm not a pessimist at all. I always yeah. have a positive attitude. Think I could like, I, I don't know if that could be a good thing or bad. Yeah. I think it's a good thing. It worked in my favor. Right. But I'm always naturally thinking like the best is gonna happen. And thinking mm -hmm. like, okay, I, just because I'm here right now don't mean I gotta stay here forever. For sure. I can just take these right steps mm -hmm. and just gradually change my situation. So it was pretty it was pretty much easy for me just getting the capital and attaining the information at the same time was the part that I had to take the steps and do that. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So you got twenty five K, you invest in the stock market. How did you get into real estate? Because I wanna say that's like where your your biggest portfolio right now is real estate or is no, it stock? I'm my, my, my biggest portfolio yeah, you right. Real estate, not real estate and crypto. Okay. I would say really crypto, but real estate is, a, I got a big portfolio in uh, okay. real estate too. So yeah. real estate was right after the stocks? Yeah, so it was, uh, it was stock, I got some stocks first, then I got some crypto right after I got some okay, stocks. Okay, so crypto early. Yeah, real estate didn't happen until like a, almost a year and a half later. I got into real estate December of 2018. Okay, December 2018. Yeah, yeah. So you was on crypto early. Did you believe in Bitcoin at that time already? Oh yeah, I was already in. He's already in. I got in, I, I bought, I got in crypto when Bitcoin was $3,000. <laughs> Yeah. Dang. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, 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 yeah I was already in. And Which I found out about that while I was deployed. Deployed. So, the, the deployment really, like, changed my life because I learned so much. I found out. I know I probably wouldn't find out about Bitcoin if I wasn't deployed. Just sitting there having so much time, then I was hearing about it. And at first, I thought it was a scam. Yeah, like, I'm like there's so many unknowns. Yeah. I'm like, man. Because when I first found out about it, it was like 1.5,000, right? Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know what this is. It's crazy. And then it shot up to like 3,000. Mm -hmm. You know, and I seen that happen, and it was like less than a month. And yeah. I'm like, I seen it at 1.5, and yeah. I was at three. three. Yeah. So I'm telling my girl, I'm like, hey, we gotta do this, man. Like, ain't it, it, if we lose our money, at least we know, but I can't watch it double again. Double again. If you go to six, I'm like, damn, I seen that 1.5. Right. So I was just like, I'm willing to, one thing about me, I'm a risk taker. Like, especially being young, not having any children, anything like that, I'm not scared of losing money gotcha. at all. Cause you got the blueprint to get it back. I got to get. I know I can get it back. Like I know I <laughs> yeah. can't get the time back. Right. That's what I'm more afraid of losing time. Cause it's impossible to get that back. Right. But money, hey, I'm I'm willing to risk that all day. Matter of fact, they yeah. do say real real hustlers can lose can lose it all and get it back. Get it back. You know what I'm saying? And that's yeah. that's kind of how I live by, bro. Like I'm not gonna lie, I was late to crypto just cause I thought it was a scam too. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, now nah, this 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 can't be real. <laughs> I remember sitting at um, Buzz Brews in uh, in Deep Ellum. And they had a machine like you could buy a Bitcoin or some type of uh, cryptocurrency from. And I was like, I kept seeing people go to the machine. And I'm like, nah, bro, these people look sketchy. And I was like, yeah, I'm like, nah, I'm like, there's no way they got money. <laughs> there's no way they got money. So I was like, nah, I'm cool on it. And then over time, I kept seeing it grow and grow and grow. And I'm like, man, I'm gonna miss out. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna just try it. And if I miss, you know, it's 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 a lesson, not a loss. So, you know, I did that and, and, and been steadily investing in stocks and crypto, but I was still late to the game. Well, I'm mad at myself, but, you know, there's always time to recorrect but yourself. On some real shit, though, you're not, though. Yeah. It's, still, it's still so, like, people don't, like, the, um, I was reading something, they were saying, like, worldwide, 
it's like less than like two percent of mm. people in the world own crypto. Yeah. crypto. And in the, in the United States, I think it's like less than ten percent. Yeah. So you see, like people watching this, uh, they might think like, I'm late. It's too late. No, it's not. Man. It's got a long, long, long way to go. Nah. Like a long way to go. Nah, I, I feel you, man. And I think uh, one thing, like you know, you're in the industry with a lot of people. A lot of people see and they get excited about is when you put numbers to people's situations, right? So, I remember, I remember when I made my first hundred thousand, right? Mm -hmm. And that feeling, because you know, when when you're young and, and grow up different, you're like, man, all I want first is the ten thousand. I want ten thousand, and you get <laughs> ten. It's like, man, I want twenty. And you get to hundred, and you realize it's money, but it's not. It's not a lot of money. It's not a lot of money. For you, when you reach like that first six figure, how'd that make you feel? Oh, I feel great, and the reason is. Is because I'm a I'm the biggest Jay Z fan. Yeah. As far as music, I'm the I'm the biggest whole fan. And growing up, you know, on the, on the blueprint, the song you don't know. Yeah. He always talking about. He said, I "Came into a game, hundred grand strong." And I was a kid. Yeah. I was always I used to be there. I was I used to be wild as a kid. I used to be thinking, like, "Okay, Jay Z dropped his first album at 26." Yeah. By the time I want to, I turned 26. I want a hundred thousand too. Yeah, so that was always like a goal of mine. And I did it before 26. I did it at 25. So when I did it. I felt amazing. Like yeah. it was like, man, I felt on top of the world. But yeah. the bad part about that is, I got complacent. Mm. So around that same time, I took a trip to Miami because I think it was like around my birthday. And when I went to Miami, I was just, I was not. Not only did I go to Miami, I was, I think I went to like Vegas. I was taking trips <laughs> and shit, right? Yeah. So I spent like within like two, three months, I spent like twenty bands, right? So then the, that a hundred, yeah, no more. So that taught me immediately, like, hold on, like. Yeah. Uh, six figures, first of all, is not a month. There's not a lot of money, and secondly, is when you hit a goal, you can't get complacent. Right. You got to create a new goal. Cause as soon as you stop trying to reach new heights, you gonna start falling down. Exactly. So you always like, you always gotta have a new goal. When you hit a million, you gotta say, okay, now I want five now. When you hit mm -hmm. five, ten, cause I'm, I'm telling you, the moment you stop, the, mo the moment your money gonna start dropping, you gonna be like, what the hell going on? Not facts. That's, yeah. I think that's what I say, like. If you want a million, plan for ten. Plan for ten. Yeah, I, bro. I tell people. I think, cause I, in my opinion, I think everybody in the in the in the U.S. at least should aim to become millionaires. And the reason is, like they say, aim for the aim for the uh, moon land on uh, aim for the stars land on the moon. Have yeah. the same yeah, goal. Like that. Have the same goal, cause let's say let's say you only hit twenty percent of that million dollar goal. Yeah, that's two hundred thousand. Facts. And the average person in America will live great with $200,000. But the problem is people, first they see millions like out of reach. And secondly, like people have this fear of money. Mm -hmm. Like they own for whatever reason, people got a lot of fears when it comes to dealing with money. But that's, in my opinion, I think everybody, especially if you're watching this, just aim at least for a million. Yeah. 20% 20, 20 is 200,000. 200,000, a lot of people would be satisfied with that. Man, you can do a lot with 200,000. You can do a lot with 200,000. Yeah, especially if you got a um, low cost lifestyle. Nah, facts. And I think one thing or two I commend, uh, commend you about is you made it a point to surround yourself with other successful people. And it's not just more so like people leeching on people. It's like actual yeah. genuine friendships. Um, I think another guy in Dallas you're really cool with is what, a Tay on Tech. Tay, that's my boy. Uh, so how'd y'all meet and get connected? So me and Tay met, I can't even, I think we met through social media. Okay. Like, well, we met through social media, like just through like circles and probably seeing each other interact on Twitter. But we met in person. The first time I met in person was, uh, I think, October. So before I moved to Dallas, I moved to Dallas in December 2020. But before I moved here, I came here in October just because I'd never been here before. I wanted yeah. to see what it was like. So I came, and uh, one of our, we got a mutual friend named Bees. She was here too, and he knows her. And then we went out. So that was my first time gotcha. meeting him. And then, like, I didn't see him again until I officially moved here. We've been 
pretty much kicking it down every right week. Yeah. Right never seen. Yeah. But uh, from your perspective, why is it important to keep people like successful people, friendships around you as you grow as an entrepreneur? Man, it's extremely important. Just because, not even from the motivational standpoint, they'll keep you motivated. But the um, the experiences and the things that they've been through is similar, maybe similar to what you've been through. Right. So it's somebody that you can actually relate to because on some real shit, when you get to a, when you get to a certain point, like nine times out of ten, the people that you know back home, it's hard to relate. Yeah, you like they still want to talk about high school, exactly. and the girls they messing yeah. with, and when you're doing certain shit, you don't want, you don't care to talk about that anymore. Yeah, you pass. So when you're around certain people that's constantly working and building themselves up. Not only the sharing ideas are, are important, but the connection, the right. relatability is important, and like I said, the motivation. Like they always could. Help you stay motivated. If you're doing something, you can say, hey, I'm doing this. What do you think about this? Yeah, or they right. might say, hey, I might want to help you with this. Let's right. do this. Or if you got an investment, they got bread too. Yeah. So let's do it. Like we got we got money. Or if you just want to go out and kick it. Like we just I just came from Miami and we was out kicking it and we spent we spent man, we spent some bread. <laughs> we spent like ten thousand in the club. Dang. Yeah. But yeah. I'm saying it's it was like 12, 14 of us. Yeah. And everybody make good money. So it wasn't like nobody was tripping, like, yeah. oh, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's just different, like, but just not even from like no money perspective. I think it's just like the connection is different because everybody's doing something. I think success easily connects with other success. That's nah, just how it works. Like sure. you see somebody that's doing something, no matter what industry or lane they in, that connection a lot of times is naturally gonna be there because y'all both striving to be right. better at what y'all do. Nah, in fact, and another smart thing you did was, um, hosting your podcast, Millionaire Mindset Podcast, that I'll ask you opportunity to meet so many meet so more many people. people and learn the game from them and build the relationships right. at the time. So, um, and that's, you, you host that with your with your wife, right? Yep, yep. That's my wife, yeah, my girlfriend. Your girlfriend? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's all good, it's all good, it's all good. Yeah, you host your girlfriend. Yeah. So, um, what made you want to launch the, po the podcast? So, we launched it, like, the uh, the week I closed on my first property is the same week that we launched Millionaire Mindsets. And why we launched it is because at this point, I was already investing in the stock market and crypto for over a year now. Okay. And I was closing on my first property. So, at this point, I'm thinking to myself, I was 24 Excuse me. I was 24. I'm thinking to myself, all right, it's a lot of people similar to me that could that could use this information in this game that we're talking about just for them to be an opportunity, fly, uh, opportunity to be a fly on the wall. I know it can help a lot of people that look like me, that came up like me. I know right. it can help them. So that was just the mindset. So my girl, she actually came up with the came up with the name. So we just started. And about the first, I would say, for like the first damn near almost 10 episodes, it was just me and her. Okay. And then we started having guests on and then connecting with other people and then mm -hmm. just... Right. Yeah. yeah, and now y'all do it all in person yeah. with the fly set up. I, yeah. I see yeah, it. You, bro. Nah, I see you, that. Man. That's really dope. Yeah. What has been like some of like the most valuable lessons you learn from speaking with other people from that podcast? Because I mean, that's the gem of doing you know mm -hmm. media is that you get to learn from your friends and people you interview. So like, what's been something you've taken from you know those conversations and applied to yourself? Connections and mm -hmm. this. The reason this is so important: the connections and the co uh, communication skills. And the reason it's so important is because. You could be the smartest person in the world. You could have you could have everything everything put together. Right. But if you can't communicate with somebody, it's always gonna be a barrier between wherever you try wherever you at and where you're trying to get to. Mm. Like you could have no money at all. Right. But if you know how to communicate with people and network and get out there and know how to talk to people, you could always put yourself in a in better position. So having a podcast and that's what you're doing, you're talking. Right. You exactly. every you know what I'm saying, every episode you're just talking, whether it's an hour, two hours. That taught me communication skills and how to network with people. Mm -hmm. And like my guy, my uh, guy Austin, he just put me on to this. He was saying like, he was like, it's not who you know, it's who knows you. 
Mm. He's like, because I know LeBron James, but that motherfucker don't know me. Yeah. So the thing with podcasting is it puts your name out there, so now people get to know you. Right. And that's extremely important when you talk about networking. Because yeah. people need to know you. Like like you said, you can know somebody, but that don't mean they really know you. Yeah, so get, yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so get somebody to know who you are, that's a huge big step with, with networking. But you also have to be able to communicate not right. be socially awkward. I know a lot of people socially awkward these days it's yeah, hard it is. but you gotta do it you gotta like it's you you have to do it get out that comfort yeah, zone you man. gotta do it yeah. it's definitely difficult for most people especially with social media mm-hmm. um because a lot of times you just on your phone you're not actually interacting with people and you get comfortable with that and then when you actually get within you know the confinements oh. of, of people they don't know how to operate man how many times have you talked to somebody on social media even like, all right, this person, he, he seemed like a good, solid dude. Yeah. Even that person, like, this dude, I'm pretty sure, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's how Yeah, no, nah, thanks. Yeah. A lot of times, I'm like, yo, something ain't right. Yeah, you know man. Man. That ain't, that yeah. ain't adding up, but, but that, nah, that's real, man. Um, and I've seen some of your most recent guests. You had uh, another guy I've been following on social media, uh, Tez. Yeah. Uh, how y'all connect? So uh, me and Tez connected because he was on my podcast about two years ago because okay. he's from Cleveland. And my girl, she's from Cleveland. Oh, nice. So they already had, like, a, a connection there because they're both from Cleveland. So then when I reached out to um, him, like, two years ago, like, we recorded. And we always kept it, like, every time I do a podcast with somebody, we I, I always keep in touch with people. We right. build a relationship, especially if I feel like this is a good, this is a good person right there. I'm going to keep in touch with you. So keeping in touch over time and over two years, he's been growing his brand even Not more nice. tremendously. Yeah. So it, now we doing it in person, so I'm like, yeah. it makes sense. Yeah, I'm bring them back. Yeah, yeah you grown your personal brand a lot too, man. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you relate a lot of that to the podcast, or mm-hmm. just the knowledge you get because you do got your your uh, cryptocurrency guy, which we want to talk about as well. Definitely. But you're giving like a lot of value to people. So, what do you think is the the number one thing people follow you for the most? Is it like the podcast, or is it your, va- your information that you share? Uh, man, that's a good question. I would say it's probably. I, Probably both. I uh-huh. say it's probably like an even kill because okay. I would say the podcast introduces introduces me to a lot of people that don't know who I am. Right. But then keeping it and maintaining it, I think is based on like who I am as a person, the yeah. information that I'm giving them, and what I'm presenting. Because when you see like a lot of times when people kick like financial gain, especially to like the black community, it comes from a perspective that a lot of us can't appreciate because. The, the, the visuals is not correct, yeah. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. You know, a motherfucker might come to your high school and be like, y'all need to invest y'all money, do X, Y, and Z. And when you're in high school, if they not looking a certain way, yeah. it's like, get your ass out of there. They come yeah. in looking corny, might yeah. be soon. Not not fresh, bummy shoes on. They might have all the money in the world. Yeah, but you but not, to us, we don't care. Yeah, you it's like, if, you, if it's not presented a certain way, we really don't care. So I think that is another way. I present it in a way where it's relatable to people. So they can say, okay, this mm-hmm. dude look like me. Well, he dressed how I dress. Or yeah. he dressed like how I aspire to dress. Right. So I could, then I get him with the actual information in the game. Nah, for sure. Yeah. So that brings me up to this point too, man. You know, there's a lot of conversation about, okay, so when you getting money, they always say you should invest, invest, save your money. You shouldn't buy all these expensive things, right? But I always relate to, man, like we didn't work this hard to not enjoy right. it. You know what I'm saying? So how do you approach it too when people are like, man, I know you invest and you say you making money, but then, you know, you might get you a nice luxury apartment. Mm-hmm. Got the rolly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We buy designer. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you combat maybe like the negative connotation of people saying that, you know, we wasting our money buying these types of things? I think you only, I think you, how can I put this? I think it's all about how you do it. 
Okay. Like obviously, if you're doing those things, you're going out to buy designer, expensive jewelry, and nice cars and places, and you don't have the money to do it, yeah. it's a problem. Right. But when you put yourself in a position, you work so hard to put yourself in a position, because I know me personally, I went about three, four years without doing anything, without like really buying shit, without partying, clubbing. And then, like, after a while, like you said, you get to a point where you're like, man, I'm making good money. I've got all this money saved. If I'm not going, I'm not saying I got a wild loud to right. turn up, but it's like you want to enjoy yourself. That's Thanks. what we're here for. Thanks. You want to enjoy life too. So I think you got to all, you got to do it responsibly. You can't, mm. you can't have a thousand dollars and going out to buy Gucci shoes. And Gucci. Yeah. That don't make any damn sense. Yeah. But if you're doing it, when you got assets coming in that's going to pay for that thing, mm. that's when you really do it. Yeah. Like, that's a, like, that's how I look at it. Like, if I know I got money coming in from here, 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 it's decent sums of money. I don't mind going to spend six, seven, eight hundred dollars on because I'm not putting no time into getting that right. money. Yeah, I can sit at the crib all day knowing that money's still going to come yeah, in. Come so right me in. buying some expensive luxury items is not a big deal to me. It's all about how you do it. Yeah, now that's real. I seen uh, you familiar with uh, David Shan, Sleepers for Suckers? Yeah, yeah. So I remember uh, when he uh, copped his, his Rolex, he was like, man, he like, I didn't pay for this. He was like, I did, a, I did an event that made the money for me to pay for this. And he was like, anytime I want to buy something nice like that, he was like, I'll do, I'll create a course or I'll do yeah. something or get a, get a new client and have that pay for what he wants. Man, and ooh. I was like, yo, that's genius. So. It's genius. Like, like, uh, like I was just in Miami, right? And I just told y'all like two years ago when I was in Miami, I, I, I spent, not that one time in Miami, I probably spent about 20,000 taking trips and stuff like right. that. But this time I went, like learning from my experiences the last time, yeah. I said, oh no, I'm spending money while I'm here, yeah. but I still need to be making money. Fact, so yeah. I was in Miami on, I left, we left on Wednesday. I came back today, today's Sunday. So in that duration, I made almost 10,000 while I was out there. Cause I was still marketing and promoting, yeah. doing my stuff. So I came back with even, cause I didn't even spend 10,000 yeah. when I was out there. Yeah. So I came back even with more money this yeah. time compared to when I went two years ago and it was just, me spending and not earning. Right. So now you that's the thing about trips. When you take trips, in my opinion, especially if you know you're gonna spend on a trip that's gonna you're gonna be spending money, you need to still be making money. So make that's money. why things like courses, like David said, yeah. whatever, whatever your business is, make sure you still marketing and doing those things right so you can still be making money while you're having fun. Because that's the best going in the world. Yeah. While I'm in the club, popping <laughs> bottles, throwing money, I get notifications, so and so bought your course. Yeah. Like, damn. Nah, that's love. <laughs> That's, that's a good real. feeling, like damn. Yeah, okay, yeah, so. that's real. I remember, um, I want to say two years ago, I created because uh, I do a lot of I do a lot of events, and I created a sponsorship guide, like how how to get sponsorships from like companies like Hennessy, Nike, yeah, Reebok, Red Bull, etc. And uh, it was like a digital. It really was like it was like a digital guide, and I was like, let me just see what it does, and I put it on there for like nineteen ninety nine, and it went crazy, and I was like, dang. <laughs> so like the same thing, like I'll be chilling, hooping. Chill. Got my phone notifications. I'm like, okay. That's the best one. Yeah, I see. I, I see, man. So you created your your cryptocurrency guy, man, and um, what actually made you want to go in that direction was a bit for the fact that you've been like sharing the, the free game for so long time. You're like, hey, let me put something together that has all this information in one, and uh, how's it been going for you? Yeah, it's, it, man, it's been going amazing. And the reason I created this, and this goes back to why it's important to have connections and a good network, because my God, Tay, he's the one that actually told me to do it. Okay. I was never into courses. I was always one of those dudes like, man, I ain't gonna make no damn course, yeah. man. <laughs> Forget that, blah, blah, yeah. blah. But kicking with him and always talking about crypto, he's like, man, you need to make a course. I'm like, for real? He's like, just make it. Just put it out there. I'm like, yeah. all right. 
So I put it together and just put it out there. Then it just went crazy. And I'm yeah. like, whoa. But now it makes sense because now I'm talking to all the people that I talk to that's doing business, that's right. influence or whatever. I always ask them, like, if they're in real estate or they're in, um, like, whatever industry they're in, I'll be like, what you like m more, like the real estate money or like yeah. the job money or the course money? Yeah. 100% course money. Yeah. So I'm like, but I'm seeing it now. I'm like, oh. So, yeah. like, because I believe everybody, not only does everybody should create a course, everybody can because everybody has some level of expertise on whatever it is. If mm -hmm. you're a photographer, if you hang up TVs, I don't give a damn what you do. You got yeah. some level of expertise that you can sell. Mm -hmm. So it's all about on how you gonna do it and you have the courage enough to do it. Right. A lot of people don't have, they don't have the balls enough to say, man, I'm gonna put this together or they be too scared and thinking ain't nobody gonna buy it. Yeah. It's, only way to, it's only one way to find, find that out. out. You gotta yeah. put it out there. Yeah. But my, my course is, man, it's been doing amazing, man. So what can, uh, what can people learn from there? Because, you know, with these trends, like there's a lot of courses out there, you know what I'm saying? Yep. But we know that you're, you know, expert in this field. We've seen you put in the grind and talk about it for a long time. Mm -hmm. So for somebody's watching this, they're like, man, I've been wanting to get in crypto. This might be a way for me. What can they, what would they be getting from your course? So my course is, is a long-term play. So if okay. you're trying to make quick money and trying to like trade in crypto and make some 100% return in a month or two months, three months, it's, go, it's not going to be the play for you. My mm -hmm. course is generally for people that's trying to invest like two, three, five years out. Okay. And I'm naming coins that you should buy and just hold and wait it out. Like it's not gonna be the smoothest ride. It's not gonna go straight up. Right. It's gonna be some dips. It's gonna be a bumpy road. But long term, I believe all these coins will do great in the market. And you'll make a lot of money if you just continuously buy and hold. So that's what I do in my course. It's all about long term money. Gotcha. And I also talk about like paying taxes because a lot of people don't know that yeah. you, are, you, you are supposed to pay taxes on your crypto. People don't know that. Okay. I go over platforms you should use. I named 13 coins that you that I think people should be investing in long term. I named some coins that are still under $100 that I think will be crazy long term yeah. if people get in right now. And uh, those are pretty much generally like the main things I go I go, uh -huh. I go over in the course. Is your overall investment strategy as a whole uh, like hold long term? Or are you doing any like day trading and all that as well? Yeah, I do. Um, I do some swing trading, but yeah. my I would say a good 90% of my portfolio is just long term. But what I do to combat it, because it's so long term, like yeah. obviously if you were waiting, wait, trying to wait to get rich, it's going to take a long time. Yeah. That's why I still do a lot of things that I can still make money from like right now. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So with a, like with my business, I have a real estate company. We help people buy real estate outside of the state they're in. Okay. I have my, yeah, I have my courses and stuff like that. Got and it. a podcast, that generates me money immediately oh, yeah, right yeah, now yeah. too. You know what I'm saying? So, but generally my portfolio is all, it's, uh, it's long term. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, that's Russ, you said that, uh, that you actually brought that about the podcast. I know a lot of people start, but they have no idea how to start to monetize it. Like, everybody, like, I'm going to start a podcast, I'm going to start a podcast. And then after a while, like, it dies down or they quit because they, they haven't figured out the, the, the play for it yet. Yeah. Uh, how did you be able to figure that out and actually to monetize that? So, uh, monetization, and this, this, this is an extremely important topic. I'm actually coming out with a podcast. <laughs> it's yeah. not a course I'm coming out with, but this is a dope topic because, like you said, a lot of people don't know. I talk to podcasters that's been in the game for a year, two years, mm -hmm. and they made a dime. Yeah. I'm always like baffled, like, damn, for real? Like, how? But so, how you can make money is, like, depending on the platforms you could use, some platforms play, pay based on the ads base, like the CPMs, right, right, like, right. That. like, based on a thousand listeners, you could get anywhere from like 17 to $25. So that's one way you could get paid, but on your own, you could do sponsorships, Thanks. you could do merchandise, mm -hmm. you could do affiliates. That's how um, a lot of my money from podcasting is through affiliates. affiliates. Like I get, I got um, like 
partners that have high entry products and stuff, mm -hmm. and then they pay me based on like you know what I'm saying. Like I got a one of my partners, he charged fifty thousand dollars for Walmart automation storage. And he, but you'll generate like anywhere from like eight to twelve thousand per month because they set up your whole store, they run it for you, and they guarantee your money back within eighteen months. If you don't get your money back in the contract, they buy you out. So, so that's one of my partners. So you pay fifty thousand for a store. He, they pay they pay him fifty thousand for a store, and I'm getting a cut of that. Ah. Uh, so that's one. That's just one way. Yeah. yeah like merchandise and sponsors, okay. and like I said, doing like ad, with ads and stuff like that. That's so crazy. it's a bit. Like people don't know, it's a lot of ways, and I, I didn't even mention events. Like you're doing events, you're doing events, podcasts, for event. ticket sales. Yeah. So podcasting is like I, I related. I, I see it a lot being like the um, music industry. Mm. I think it's very similar to that. It's just as it's not as structured yet. Right. It's right. then like the wild wild west. Yeah. It's like it's kind of like all over the place. But I say, give it like another five or ten years. It'll be very structured because you'll see more and more podcasters getting deals. Yeah, I'm seeing podcasts getting deals like they athletes right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They'll say they're getting these million dollar deals. Yeah. Give it, give it. I would, I would say, give it another three to five years. It's Man. gonna be crazy because it, it's gonna be like with people in the music industry coming out with record labels for artists. They're gonna mm -hmm. have labels for podcasts. Podcasts. Yeah. They're gonna sign up a lot of acts. It's already happening slowly, but. It's gonna have. I say, give it anywhere from three to five years. It's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be a crazy bag. That's why people that's already doing it, like us, mm. we already got our foot in. All yeah. we gotta do is keep applying the pressure. Because when the real bag comes, because I, I've made over six figures podcasting already. Just in podcasting. Yeah, just podcasting yeah. already. But I know when the real like, the real like millions and millions come, it's gonna be easy to get if you got your shit straight, yeah. set up straight. Got it right. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of what we're working on over here. Like yeah. instead of like signing people up, we're building a network, but we're actually like producing it for them. So like we're signing talent who have or adult talent, but they haven't created a podcast. Yeah. Sign a talent, create a podcast or a show for them under our network, and then just do like an ad. Y'all doing it right already. Yeah. Because I already already got the setup. Yeah. So and every like you know everybody damn near want a podcast these days. Just like yeah. everybody wants to be a rapper, mm -hmm. everybody want to be a podcaster. Yeah. So to have a place that you can actually come to and have the setup for already, because people don't know what equipment to use. Yeah. They don't know what microphone to use, what camera to use. Yeah. They don't know nothing. They don't know what it takes. Because I, I didn't know nothing when I started. I started yeah. off this, my cell yeah. phone. Nah. No headphones, no nothing. Janky audio, just <laughs> talking on the cell Talk phone and buzzer shit. So yeah. but then start doing it. I learned so much about you know how to how to really really do it, and people people don't know that. So having this already, y'all already have the game. Yeah, nah, that's real, man. Yeah. Appreciate that. And that's crazy about the affiliate links, man. Cause I've seen them, but I've always went I'm like, man, those those things really work. But then I've been hearing about people like, yo, yeah, making bread off yeah, these affiliate bread. links. It, as, as long as it's um whatever it is for, it's a good product or it's a good service. Mm -hmm. Obviously, if it's some bullshit, it's gonna be hard to sell it. But when you got something that's good. It's actually bringing um, that's bringing results for people. Right, it's easy because yeah. they see the results, they know it's working, they hearing the the uh, testimonials, the stories about people how it helped mm -hmm. them. Right. it makes it easier. Basically, sell itself. Yeah, it makes it sell itself. <laughs> All you doing is promoting it. Yeah, yeah. And I think uh, another stuff that I want to touch on with you, man, is that you know you do the podcast with your girlfriend, like, and and I think it's beautiful that y'all have a working relationship because. You'll see like people dating and they try to either like split like their personal life with they you know with their relationship and it's it gets kind of like misconstrued along yeah, the way you know what i'm saying like but i feel like a healthy successful relationship you keep your partner including what you got going on so yeah. how do you maintain you know like your personal working working with your partner yeah, and that yeah. balance between y'all 
Mm-hmm. Um, to make sure, you know what I'm saying, y'all don't collide too collide, much because right. y'all do a lot together. Yeah, exactly. We talk about this all the time. Like, you got to keep some some form of self-identity. Like, right. we don't want our whole identities to be solely based on each other. Right. So I always encourage her to go do your own thing. Do this mm-hmm. without me. Yeah. Do an interview without me. Do a little podcast without me. Right. So people get to see you and learn more about you mm-hmm. without, like, us being together. And I like to do the same thing because the men of mine, since we grew it, to a, to a big point together, so a lot of people people know us jointly. Right. But the thing is, like, we don't want that identities to just be that because she's still her own person. If it exactly. Like, just like I'm her own person, so we try to um, like we give ourselves our own space, let, let each other do our own thing, and then that makes podcasting so much more easier. Just because yeah. we're not together and doing everything together. Right. The podcast is really like the main thing that we really do together, like that. Everything else. Either she does it on her own, and she she's, uh, she leads it on her own, right. or I do it. You know what I'm saying? If I need her help, I'll just ask her. Yes. But but really, though, what really helps is, like, when we first got together, I, I pretty much, um like, I gave her the vision and, like, the game plan. Mm-hmm. And, like, she bought in, so she knew, like, okay, this is where we're going. So she got something to look forward to. It's not like... It's just like idle time, where it's like, is any confusion? Where she like, I don't know what's going on. Right, right. And, that, and that's where <laughs> unnecessary problems and drama come from, because she don't know the bigger picture. So when her seeing the bigger picture, she don't give me any problems, because she understand where we going. Right. It's like, okay, I understand the vision. I'm not gonna get on no bullshit or fuck this up or fuck yeah. up his momentum just because I'm on some petty shit right yeah, now. Yeah. So that's the main. I, th- I I see a lot of dudes, like I talk to them personally, and I see them like on that part they mess it up because they not like. They're not explaining the vision and yeah. breaking it down. And most importantly, making sure she buying in. Because you can explain it to somebody and they can yeah. be like, I ain't with it. Yeah, like, but like, explain to her, she bought in since day one. So that made everything so much more easy. Nah, it does, man. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Like they say, uh, I'm going to mess up the quote somewhere. I know I'm going to fuck it up. But it say something like, if you f- having, having a good woman will make you something like a strong man or a king or something like that it just levels you up basically no, it does. you know what i'm really saying do. I, I agree it does yeah because she because a good one's gonna keep you on point yeah even when you might be slacking or uh doing something because like even i'll give you a prime example like i say i was just in miami in the club and we was we was turned up wow like yeah. it got to a point my girl she looked at me she said hey she said, hey, you turned up. <laughs> like, I'm like, you right. Yeah. But if she wasn't there, I probably would have just. Yeah, kept going. I probably would have went super crazy. But yeah. if somebody keep you on either kill, like, because yeah. we damn near like, we kind of the same, but kind of like opposites too. She must, I'm laid back too, but she really laid back yeah. too. So she like, yeah, hey. she like, yeah, she like, chill out a little bit. I'm yeah. like, right, you right, you right. So that's <laughs> it. You know what I'm saying? So that, that's good, though. You need a partner that's not. There's not no um, yes man or yes woman. She's nah. not going to do whatever or uh, not going to keep it real with you. Nah, facts. Yeah. Man. I remember my ex, man. That's one thing she was, I ain't going to lie, she was brutally honest. Sometimes yeah. it hurt. Yeah. But she was like, you know, she used to tell me about, man, catch I know you can go harder. You know what I'm saying? She was like, she was like, these people see you and they enjoy what you're doing and they love it. But like, they don't see the next level of where I know you can go. Mm. See what I'm saying? So like, don't get comfortable with this. Because, yeah. you know, sometimes you, can, you, get, you get comfortable. You're like, man, I'm... I'm eating good, money. you know what I'm saying? Like, people know, people know the brand. You like, I'm, 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 I'm a coast. It's, it's very like, easy. It's like, nah, it ain't time for that. So, you definitely need that. Because, you know, sometimes the homies, they just right there with you. They're like, yeah, Man, shit, we, we good. We get in the club, <laughs> we got sections. But, yeah, you got to have that, yeah. got to have that balance. Got to have somebody really bring you down. Like, say, this is cool, too, but. We trying to hit another level. We trying to hit another level. Yep. And then yep. another level, and then keep you, keep you locked yep. in. Yep. Um. But I want your opinion, bro. Like, I know you meet a lot of people that you probably 
look up to like for like motivation mm-hmm. success bro but like who is somebody that really motivates you that you haven't met or haven't spoken to like man i would love to have a conversation with them and learn from them it's easy this dude right here <laughs> but look but man, not, yeah. i mean unfortunately yeah. he's not with us no more so it could never happen but he was like out like outside the whole like my favorite rapper is nipsey right nipsey so and i've been a fan since like 2000 when he first came out with the marathon test, yeah. that was like 2010, 2011. Mm-hmm. So I, I always studied, like he was another dude when I was deployed. Mm-hmm. I would always study his interviews. And he always talked about equity, ownership, equity. and shit like that. I learned a lot That's what really, I didn't even know what equity was to yeah. mention. I'm like, what the fuck is equity? I used to Google it, like, okay. Yeah, yeah. equity is ownership or something, equity a stake or something. So him, like, uh, talking about that, and he did it in a way, like I talked about earlier, is being presentable. Right. He did it in a way where he, you know what I'm saying, he was fly, he did his thing, but talked about money, but he did it in a way where it was like, it was dope. You know, a lot of rappers wasn't doing and talking about the stuff he was talking about in his music. So when he was talking about it, it was like, it opened my eyes up, like, wow, this is dope coming from, you know, you from the streets, coming from that perspective. So I would have loved to, um, he one person off top, I would have loved to meet. I also like, I like Kanye. I want to meet him just because I think he like a radical. And he's so like against the grain. Right. Like he be just like all over the place. So I just would like to meet him and see like yeah. his mind, like where it's at, like yeah. for the shit he be doing. Like he just do whatever and be like epic. So he another dude I want to meet. Like I would uh, hold dope too. And for, as far as business people, I like um I like Elon Musk. Oh yeah. I'm a big, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a fan of Elon. I like um Robert Smith. Okay. Robert Smith. Okay. I'm a fan of him. I like uh, Byron Allen. Yeah, uh, heavy hitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a, I like Gary V too. Gary yeah. V, he's dope in my opinion. Yeah, he's been definitely hella consistent. Yeah, man, for ye- yeah. man, he's another <laughs> one that put me on a lot of game for years, yeah. for years. So hella a lot consistent. of stuff that I learned about social media and brand building is it, stuff directly from people like Gary V. Mm-hmm. So I would love to meet him as well. And at this point in your career, you're like, are you still still putting that time learning Hell new yeah. stuff? Hell yeah. I'm, I'm learning. I'm, I'm pretty much learning every day. Like, I'm a... I consider myself a student of the game, especially when it comes to like whatever I'm doing and I take right. it seriously. I consider myself a student, whether it's real estate, crypto, podcasting. I'm always learning. I'm learning every day something yeah. new, like, oh, I could do this better or something regarding something else. I'm always learning. Bro. Yeah. I feel like the moment I stop trying to learn is the moment I'm going to stay stagnant in my growth on whatever I'm doing. And it's yeah. probably, you can't stay stagnant because that's how you fall off. Nah, for real. I always like to ask people like what the ultimate goal is. You know what I'm saying? Cause like some people have a vision ahead, like I want to reach this level of success. It may not have like a, a monetary number to it, but it could be how that life looks. So what does that look like for you? Like your ultimate goal, your ultimate form of success for you? So my ultimate, my ultimate goal is to build a global brand. Okay. It's, it's specifically with um, myself and millionaire mindsets. Okay. I just want to build a, a brand globally when it talks about, we're talking about financial literacy to just everybody, because mm-hmm. I know, like I said earlier, I see podcasting very similar to like hip hop in the 80s, especially when you talk about podcasting people like us. Right. There's so many people that still don't listen to it yet, that still get introduced to mm-hmm. it. So my, I, like, I, I see it like by 2030, this is just like the blueprint, the foundation I'm building right now. If I can stay consistent, keep doing what I'm doing, I feel like by 2030, when there's a new generation and everybody's listening to the podcast, that's how it came up. Yeah. I feel like we'll be a global brand, like a, a real, real household name, yeah. like throughout the world type shit. Like, that's what I'm really you know, trying to do. Exactly. Like, the money thing, I'm just worried about impact. I know if I keep doing what I'm doing, I keep impacting people, and it hits that global scale like I'm talking about, money will never be an issue. Yeah, money so I, like, 
Like I always, like I say, like I want to be a billionaire, but that's my number one focus. If that happens from that, that's cool. But that's my number one focus. Right. And I know the money will come. I ain't yeah. gonna if I if I didn't make a if I didn't make a billion, I know I'ma still live good. Yeah. And be doing what I wanna do. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's my that's my like number one goal. Now facts and the knowledge you obtain over the years, like you said, you'll you'll never be broke again yeah. or you know what I'm saying, or exactly. never be in a situation to where you can't bounce back from. Exactly. So that's why I always like always like to learn and stay ahead of the game. Like I I buy course, I watch YouTubes. Man. I do I do as much as I can to stay on on trend or on topic or just to educate myself so that I'm always providing value to others because the more I learn you got to share that knowledge you and pass it on. You got to somebody else because yeah. I think like I think um I say give it like 15 20 years and I, the reason I'm saying this is because I get so many DMs and messages from people that's like 15. Yeah. It's like man I'm, fit, I'm 15 listen to your podcast help me help me make forty thousand dollars. Mm. Like damn you 15? <laughs> so like how I look at it I'm thinking like but then, like 15, 20 years, I think we gonna a billionaire is gonna come from up out of this whole thing. What we doing? Yeah. From like watching Cosign. Like, yeah. Man, I was watching Cosign in twenty twenty and seeing so and so talked this. about this. This helped me on my financial journey and gave me that spark to do it. But I think it's just gonna take some time for that another that next generation. They gonna be way better than us. Right. They oh yeah. Be, they gonna be way better than us. Yeah. They. they the ones that's like start. ten years old right now. Cause they already soaking this shit up. Cause they got their parents that's like closer to like our age that's mm. introducing them to this. Early like my on. parents ain't introduced. They was we was watching sports and doing shit like that at church and stuff mm -hmm. like that. We weren't thinking about finances like that. So I say give it like I, I'm pretty sure it's gonna like a billionaire's gonna come out of this. You gonna see an interview. You are gonna be like, right. I was watching this. This what blah blah blah. This what happened. So so last two questions. First one has to do with what you just said. What would be Cause you do get, I'm pretty sure you get asked that a lot. What would be that one play you would tell anybody? Like, all right, man, I'm trying to make ten thousand dollars or twenty thousand, forty thousand, whatever. What would be like that one play across the board you would kind of tell them just to kind of get them started? And let's to say get, they probably got like five K saved up. They want they trying to make ten. They trying mm -hmm. to get to ten. Yeah. So five K. The thing with five K is not a lot of money. So a lot of people will say like you need you need to invest it, but it's like. 5K not a lot, and then what they're gonna invest in, they right. probably don't got the information to invest in something that's gonna flip them, flip that immediately. So in my opinion, if you got 5K, you need to start like a business. Mm -hmm. Whatever that is, like anything, you could start an e-commerce business, that's mm -hmm. simple. Like clothing, anything, you need to start a business that when you ain't gotta spend that 5K like that, you could keep it, mm -hmm. you could use it maybe for a little capital, use a little bit of that, and then just make money from something, just bring it to something, or you could, you get in real estate wholesale, you don't even know no money for wholesale and real estate, but that's gonna take that's gonna take you learning a lot of information. If yeah. you're trying to get it like immediately, I think the best way is to start a business immediately. Well that could be that could be anything. That could be cutting grass. Right. That could be selling just selling something. Yeah. Uh, selling your expertise, your information, your time. Cause if you got five K nine times out of ten, you got a whole lot of time on your hands. Right. <laughs> that's just the reality. You probably got a lot of time on your hands. So in that time period, just Look up stuff that you could do. Mm -hmm. Try to figure something out and go all in on it because you got the time. Yeah, not you got facts. the time. Just go all in. Even if you work in a job, as soon as you leave that job, like I used to do when I was in the military, I get off work. I'm on YouTube. I'm on Google all day, mm -hmm. reading, soaking up stuff. You know what I'm saying? But I, that, that's what I do. Me personally, if I have 5K right now, I would just start up a business. I'll find business I could do where I could just sell something yeah. or e-commerce or something. And I would just go all in on that and just be hustling, yeah. hustling hard. All the information's out there. Yeah, the information's out yeah. there. You just find the lane, whatever that is. Yeah, and last thing I'm going to say, bro, is leave, leave our audience, man, with some motivation, some gym, or somebody who's either trying to get started, you know, changing their life, 
become more financial literate or want to start a business, don't really know where to start or just need something to get through, man. Because, you know, a lot of people out here are working nine to five, but they're just living paycheck to paycheck. Living paycheck to paycheck. And they don't know how they're going to get out this rut. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So what would, what would you kind of tell them to help them get through that, get them started or just, you know, kind of inspire them that it's possible? The first thing I would say is you got to believe you can do it because you can do it. Like, you can actually do it. There's no barrier to stopping you. The only thing that's stopping you is yourself. Like, there's nobody out here putting a gun to your head saying, you better not get out here and come up on no bread, nothing right. like that. If you got, the, if you got an able body, an able mind, you're already there. You could do it. So now you have to do, you have to convince yourself that you can do it. Because yeah. if you don't have the right mindset and the belief, you're just going to self-sabotage yourself every time. Mm-hmm. You might be saying, oh, I want to make $100,000. But if you truly don't believe that, it's never going to happen because every time you get a little money, yeah. you're going to sabotage it just because your belief not there. Your actions is going to be dictated by whatever you believe in. So I'll say the first step is you got to believe you could do it. Now, after that, you have to figure out what exactly is you going to do to make money. Whether you have a nine to five, you working there or whatever. And then when you get that to the point where you can make money, that's when you start saving your money. You're saving it and you keep saving and saving and saving. It might be boring. But that's a sacrifice you got to be willing to take. You have to take this sacrifice. If you're really trying to level up, the sacrifice shouldn't be a problem mm-hmm. anyway because that's just what comes with it. Yeah. So you might have to save your money and, and chill for six months, chill for a year, or however long it might take you. And then from that point, that's when you, during this process as well, you need to be learning. You got YouTube, you got Google, you got podcasts. There's really no excuse today for you not to learn what you can do with yeah. this bread out here. It's no excuse at all. So while you're saving this money and working, just keep learning, gradually learning. And over a month, three months, six months, you got so much more information with this money that you've been saving. Now you're going to have to, you're figuring out some plays. What I could do, you might be able to swing trade, yeah. day trade, trade crypto, anything. You might come up with stuff and be like, all right, I could do that. And then you just keep growing from there. You just keep learning, keep going, keep saving, keep investing. And you will look up over time and you'll be in a decent position. Even if you're a nine to five, you'll look and say, damn, I got good money saved where I could take this vacation if that's what I want to do now. I could treat my loved ones. I could treat myself. And you just keep going from there. Always be looking to what's next. Because the moment you stop is the moment that you're going to start to fall off. And we ain't trying to fall off. No, we're not falling off. No, we're not falling off. (laughs) At all. Y'all already heard that here first on Cosign Conversations, man. Salute to my guy, Xavier. Thank you for watching the interview. If you enjoyed our content, please like, comment, share, and subscribe to our channel. We appreciate your support. And as always, please live the coastline life. Peace.